Christmas and thank you for your steadfast dedication to our Lord Jesus Christ. In this celebration of our Lord's birth, Pastor Lau and Pastor Da would like to welcome you to the following Christmas message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's teaching that will change your life with love, joy, and peace in Jesus. And now, Pastor Lau. Two thousand years ago, the first gift of Christmas was given to the world, and that's why today we celebrate Christmas. And it's amazing that this celebration of this party is the most celebrated festival in the whole world, and it really caused a lot of things happen in the city: the traffic jam, the company and the hospital close. So many things happen, and even. Whenever you write a check, you are writing something telling about the birth of Jesus, because the birth of Jesus split between A.D. and B.C. Every time you write on a check, you are trying to tell, okay, this is 2,010 years after the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this Christmas, we want to talk about the purpose why God sent the first gift to the world 2,000 years ago. And his name is Jesus Christ. He is the guest of honor in our place right now in this church because he is the birthday boy who we celebrate. Amen. That day when Jesus came into the world, God sent an angel into the world and make a big announcement why he came into the world. And today I want to share about one thing that the angel. Make announcement on that day. In Luke chapter 2 verse 11, the Bible say, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born for you. He is Christ the Lord. The angels say that on that day in Bethlehem, a Savior was born. Therefore, the purpose of Christmas is that God sent to us, all mankind, a Savior. I believe that God is the one of the wisest person in the whole universe. No one is wiser than him. I believe that God will not do anything that will not make sense. God will not waste any energy for something that doesn't work. And if he sent a savior, if he went all through the trouble to send Jesus into the world, it means we need a savior. Amen. We all need a savior. And when we talk about save or savior, many of you were thinking, what are you talking about? I'm not drowning. I'm not in trouble right now. Why I need a savior? Because the word save or savior make me think about the word set free, the word released, the word rescued or deliver. I remember when we started this church, there was a dream that was given to my sister. In that dream, there were a lot of captives in a building. And God sent this church to go and rescue people out of that building, out of jail. Set the captive free in the name of Jesus Christ. How many times in your life you have this thought or maybe you just talk into the air that, Oh God, get me out of this. Oh God, I need to sell my home. I have two mortgages. Get me out of this. How many times you say, God, help me 
Because I need a job. I'm unemployed right now. Oh God, I have so much debt. Help me. I need you. Every time you think that way, I tell you, you need a savior. I thought like that so many times in my life. One time I performed an operation and the bleeding started to get worse and worse and worse inside the brain. And I cried out, Jesus, help me. And thank God, within two seconds, the bleeding stopped because I was needing a savior in the operating room and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. How many people say, God, help me sometime? Especially when the police call you to get the ticket. You say, God, help me. Give mercy to me that the police will let me go. Amen. So we all need help. We all want God to help us. Amen. So we all need a Savior. And when we talk about saved, there are three things about being saved. Number one, we are saved from something. Number two, we are saved for something. And number three, we are saved by something. So today I want to talk about three things. Number one, we are saved from something. Look at what the Bible says. In Matthew 1, 21, the Bible says, Give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Actually, we American people will call his name Jesus, but the Greek language called Jeshua, which means Savior. He come to save us. His name Jesus means Savior. And you think, what do I need to be saved from? And what is sin? God sent the Savior to save us from sin. And what is the meaning of sin? I believe that we all have certain lists. And I always think that your list is longer than mine. I think that the list of sin of yours is much worse than mine. And I believe the American people think that the list of sin for the Russian people are worse than American people. Because some of you, the list may say, don't get lazy, don't smoke, don't rob a bank. If sin means that we don't just rob a bank, then I never sin because I never rob a bank. But actually sin is not about not robbing the bank. Sin is an attitude. It's an attitude. What is in the middle of the word sin? I. What is in the middle of the word pride? I. So actually sin is an I attitude. What does it mean, sin? It means... I will do whatever I want. I am my own boss. I don't need God. I know God. You tell me to do something, but I don't need what you tell me. I'm going to run my own life. I know what to do. I can make my own life happy. I don't need you to help me to be happy. You mean your business. I mean my own business. Every time you think like that, the Bible calls sin. Have the I attitude. I am my own God. Actually, even Christians, sometimes we have this attitude too. We think about ourselves, we do our own things, and we really need a Savior. You know why? Because sin, the Bible says, separate us from God. That's why when we pray, we don't get the answer. Our prayer bows from the ceiling down. We don't get the answer because we are separated from God. And sin causes so many problems in the world right now. I want to tell you the truth. Every problem in your life, and in my life, every problem in the world today comes from sin. Sin causes guilt. Sin causes depression. Sin causes bitterness, resentment, poverty, sickness, strife, fighting, broken relationship, war, selfishness, corruption. 
all these are the signs and symptoms of the I attitude. Sin causes fear and lack of self-confidence. Sin causes so many problems, and the Lord Jesus wants to tell you today, I was born 2,000 years ago to set you free from that problem so that all the problems in your life will be resolved. If you keep sin in your life, you will continue to live in the problem. Jesus come in order to save us from the bondage of guilt. He doesn't want us to carry guilt everywhere. He wants us to be free from guilt by giving us forgiveness. Jesus came into the world to set us free from the pain of bitterness. Do you know that when you get angry with somebody and you get resentful and be bitter, what happened? You have a cancer on the inside you. It eats you up alive. You're not a happy person. God wants to set us free from worry, anxieties, concern, and lack of sleep, and fighting, and broken home. God wants us to have an abundant life. So he said, I come to be your savior. And I want to save you from sin so that all these problems that you talk about can be resolved by my power. Amen. Sometimes we interview people. Amen. Thank you. We interview people and say, do you need a savior? Yes, yeah, yeah, I need a savior. What do you want to be saved from? And people give different answers. I want to be saved from eating too much during the holiday times. Some people say, I want to be saved from lack of sleep. Some people say, I want to be saved from my student loan. I want to get out from this student loan. Some of them say, I want to save from all of my bills. But one person say like this to me, I want to be saved from myself. When I heard that, I say, yes, that's right. I want to be saved from myself. If you have lived in this world long enough, you will agree with me that one of your biggest enemy is yourself. Amen. Why? Because we make a lot of mistakes. Because our inadequacy. Because our weakness, we say something wrong, make the boss unhappy, and we get laid off. Or maybe we say something wrong and make the wife unhappy, and we get into trouble. Sometimes we make wrong decisions. So actually, the main problem, big enemy in our life is ourselves, many times, not other people. And God said, I come to save you from yourself. How many times you say like this, wow, I hope I could do that thing in a different way. I wish I could say it differently next time. I wish I could act in a different way next time. How many people feel that way sometimes? Oh, I make a big mistake. That's my inadequacy or my weaknesses. I want to tell you the good news. God come to change you, to be more mature, to be a greater person. Some of you may think in your mind right now, Oh, Pastor Lau, I can change myself. I don't agree. If you think you could, you would do it a long time ago. But you could not. That's why you haven't done it yet. Only Jesus can change you. Amen. How many people sometimes are tired of yourself? I should not have done that. I'm tired of myself. Amen. (laughs) Amen. And sometimes you come to the point that I come to the end of the road. Oh, my life is out of control. How many people can do that situation sometimes? My life is out of control. Welcome to the human race. We all come to that point of our life. My life is out of control. That's what Paul said in the Bible. Even Paul, the greatest apostle, said in Romans chapter 7, verses 24 to 25, I have tried everything and nothing helps. I am at the end of my rope. 
Is there no one who can do anything for me? The answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. Amen. So if you want to change yourself, if you want to improve yourself, you need a Savior, Jesus Christ, to change your attitude, to change your life, to change your action, to change your words. A lot of time as human beings, we are looking for the wrong solution. We are looking for the wrong answer. Some of us looking for the answer for salvation by looking at self-help books. Some of us looking for drugs. Some of us looking for therapy. Some of us say, if I could just get a promotion, everything going to be better. Or if I could just get married, my life going to be better. I believe there are t- many testimonies in this room. You can testify that after you get married, what happened? And some of you say, if I could just have a baby, my life would be better. Or maybe when my baby grow up and they finish the school, my life is going to be better. Dream about it. If or not, your life will be the same when all of this happens. And some of you say, if I just get out of town and go to Tahiti, my life is going to be better. But I want to tell you, even though you go to Tahiti, the problem is still there because the problem is in you. The problem goes with you to Tahiti. And you're going to have a problem in another land. Amen. So the answer for your life is not a place. It's not Tahiti or Waikiki Beach. The solution for you is not a program or not a pill. But solution for all of us is a person and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. He was a significant and the most important gift that he gave to all of us because he is the savior of our life. Amen. He created us and he made us for a purpose. So the second thing we want to talk about, we are saved from sin and we are saved for a purpose. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, He saved us and called us to be His own people. Not because of what we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. Everyone say, I am saved for a purpose. Do you know that there are three levels of life on earth here? The first level we call survival. The second level we call success. And the third one, which is the one that God wants everyone to have, we call significance. Everyone say survival, survival. success, and significance. Half of people in the world live on less than $2 a day. That's called survival. The poorest of the poor in America, we call success because you have more than $2 a day. So if you complain that you are poor in America, you need to go to another country. They have only $2 a day, or maybe less. So actually, lots of people in America live in the level we call success. But how many people live in the level of significance? You will never find significance of your life until you find the purpose of God for your life. God saved you for a purpose. God wants you to know exactly what you were created for. And if you don't find your life purpose, you will never become fulfilled. You're going to continue to have an empty spot on the inside of you. And Jesus wants to save you 
for a purpose. And when you find your purpose, your life will be different. Amen. You will never be the same. You will never say again that oh, life doesn't make sense anymore. When you find your own purpose, God created you to do something for His purpose. And I want to challenge all of you today to know Jesus Christ and get to know Him more and more and ask Him what is the purpose in your life. Maybe you are a doctor, maybe you are a teacher, maybe you are a businessman. But just being a businessman and have a nice house, nice car, nice home, good for O one k doesn't make you become significant. It's just success. And success doesn't make you happy. A lot of people have more money, but they are not happy. A lot of people have nice home, but they are not happy. Until you find out exactly what God called you to do, until you find the purpose of God in your life, and then you will never be the same. Then you can live in the higher plane called significant. How many people want to live in the level of significance? Amen. I want to live in that level. I want to find out the purpose of God in my life. And thirdly, God is not only saved you from sin, and saved you from the past, from frustration, from guilt, from bitterness. God not only God saved you for a purpose, but the Bible says God saved you by His grace. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight: For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourself; it is the gift of God. God saved you. By His grace. What does it mean, grace? It means you don't deserve it. It means you cannot earn your own way to the significant level. You cannot earn your own way to heaven. You cannot make it yourself. No matter how much you can do, you may say that I'm a good person, but I want to let you know your goodness will not take you to heaven because in heaven is perfect. There is no sin at all. Man, goodness cannot bring man to heaven. It's only by the grace of God, and the grace of God is a gift from God. Amen. What does it mean? The grace of God. It means God gives you what you need, and not what you want. And God gives you even though you don't deserve it. The Bible says clearly that this is a gift from God. Thank God that I came to know Christ many years ago, and I find out later on that. To become a Christian and to follow Jesus Christ is not to follow a religion. If I follow the religion, then I just have only law to follow, but I cannot do anything with it. But when I follow Christ, the Spirit of Christ lives on the inside of me, and that Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same Spirit that created the heavens and the earth, give grace to me to be able to become a better husband, to become a better doctor. To become a better dad, to be able to follow God—that is the grace, the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. This is not about religion; it's about having God living on the inside of us. But the key is this: you need to stop saving yourself. As long as you try to save yourself, you're going to live a frustrated life. There is a principle of the lifeguard. The lifeguard will say, "If you try to save yourself, I'm not going to save you." Have you ever seen lifeguard going out to save somebody who was drowning? What did they do? They will wait. They just paddle and wait and wait until that person give up and start to sink and drown. Then the lifeguard will jump in and get that person out. Because if he jump in beforehand too soon, 
that person gonna pull the lifeguard down into the water as well. So you need to stop helping yourself, and then let God help you. Stop trying, but just relax and let God help you. God sent His Son 2,000 years ago to save all of us from sin, for the purpose and by His power and His grace. What happened if somebody gives you a big, big expensive gift and it put under the Christmas tree and you never opened that gift for many, many years? What happened? I think that the giver would feel very bad, would feel so discouraged that you get the gift but you never open. And not only that, you will never, never get any benefit from that gift because you never opened it for many, many years. The same thing. God gives us the biggest gift. His name is Jesus Christ. That's why we celebrate Christmas, the birth of Jesus. One of my friends told me that, wow, we have totally different culture in America about Christmas. Because in Thailand, we just go to party. We rarely give gifts to each other. You know why? Because in Thailand, we did not understand about Christmas very well. We were not Christians. We thought that Christmas is just party. But when we came to America, we noticed people just run around buying a lot of gifts. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand why they buy gifts and give to one another. Because actually the real reason we buy the gift for one another because Jesus is the gift for our life. God, the Creator, has given us the biggest gift that is the Lord Jesus Christ to give us abundant life, eternal life, success, significance. Amen? The problem is this. Many people in the world have not opened that gift yet. You need to open that gift by inviting Jesus to come into your life and say, Jesus, you are the gift of God and I want to receive this grace to come into my life. Jesus wants to replace frustration in your heart with happiness and joy. He wants to replace guilt with forgiveness. He wants to replace your sorry and your sadness with joy. He wants to replace your poverty with riches. He wants to replace your sickness with divine healing. He wants to replace your wrongdoing and mistake with wisdom and do the right thing. He is the answer for everything in your life. He has everything that heaven has for you. But you need to have opened that gift. He is a channel to bring everything good in heaven. You know that heaven is good. How many people agree that heaven is good? Heaven has joy, peace, wisdom, power, strength, healing. Everything good is in heaven. So God wants to give that to you through Jesus Christ. What we need to do is to open our heart and say, Jesus, from today on, I want you to be my Savior, my Lord. I want you to save me for a purpose so that my life will never be the same. I will not just live day by day just for success or just to survive, but I want to be significant on earth before I die. Not only that, I want your grace. I want your grace in my job. I want your grace in my parenting. I want your grace in my ministry. I want your grace in my education. I want the grace of God. What I don't deserve, you're going to help me every single day. That's what happened to me. God gave me a lot of grace after I became a Christian. In fact, my boss at the University of Washington told me many years ago that by 
the rule. They would not accept a foreign doctor like me. But God gave me the grace that he have to welcome me into the department to become a resident in the neurosurgery department at University of Washington. Then after I graduate, God gave me the grace again. I could not find a job, and suddenly the job opened up in Bellevue and Kirkland. And God gave me the grace, so many grace. God gave me the grace to give me the wonderful wife and wonderful children. A while ago, when I was driving to the church, I was thankful to God that God gave me the grace to have the wonderful church here, brothers and sisters who love me and serve God with me. Wonderful grace of God is all of you. Amen. And that come by the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's give hand to God. Amen. How many of you need grace in your life? Do you need the grace of God? Amen. And that is a gift from God. And I want to encourage you today to be saved. How many people know that you need a Savior? Raise your hand up. You need a Savior. How many people want to live in a significant level of life? Not survival. Not successful. How many people want the grace of God? Raise your hand up. Amen. I don't know about you. I've gone through school, high school, and then medical school another six years, and then training another four years, and another training in America for eight years. I still need the grace of God today. I still need the grace of God every single day in my life. If you say you can help yourself, thank God for your life, but I cannot help myself. I really need God every time I perform surgery. Every time I talk to my patient, every time I drive on the street, I need the grace of God. I cannot help myself. I need a Savior. So if you need a Savior in your life, I want to encourage you to really ask Him to come in and help you to become your Savior. Amen. How many people want to pray with me and say, Jesus, I open the gift to become my Savior. Raise your hand up. Let's pray. Let's pray with me. Amen. Bow our heads and close our eyes and pray with me. Father in heaven, We thank you so much, Lord, that you give us the biggest gift, the grace of God. This is a person, not a pill, not a program, not a place. And his name is Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, come into my life to be my Savior. Give me the significance of life. Help me to find my purpose of life. Save me from my sin. Save me from my inadequacy. My own weaknesses. Oh Lord, I depend on your grace every day of my life. I believe, Lord, every time I call on the name of the Lord, I shall be saved. Every single day, I will depend on you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Congratulations. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I just want to say that Thank you so much for coming tonight. I am so excited to see all of you. And I really know in my spirit that 
the Lord really, He is really pleased with us. And when I came in, I really feel the excitement in this place, the excitement and the fun and the love among us. And I really think that it's really, really a special night to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ together today. Thank you so much for coming, everybody. So glad to see all of you. I'd like to pray for all of you to uh, be blessed for the next year. Amen. Can we believe God together that God will answer our prayer? Amen. Father in heaven, we come together tonight to thank you so much, Lord, for loving us by sending your only son into the world 2,000 years ago. We love you, Lord, and we all appreciate you. Tonight, we celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. We come with gratitude, thankfulness, give thanks to you, Father. Father, we know that you love your children in this room, and your children will be the head, not the tail. There shall be above, not beneath. I pray in the name of Jesus with them right now by faith that in the year 2010, they all will do well in their school, in their home, in their family, in their job. Father, no one will be unemployed in this house. You shall provide. You are the great provider. You shall feed them, provide them food on their table. Lord, I pray that those who have financial difficulties, you shall take care of them. Set them free. Release them from this chain of financial difficulties. Those who are sick, Father, they shall be healed as well. In the name of Jesus, their children will be successful. Their children will love God and serve God, Lord. The husband and wife in this house shall love one another. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much. You shall, Lord, be with them. Their home shall be the tabernacle of God. The presence of God will fill their life and their house every single day. You will go with them. You will be with them when they lie down and when they stand up. You will be with them when they go out and when they come in. Father, they shall see the supernatural grace of God. Their colleagues at work, their friends at school will say, what's going on here? Why you are so different? Why are you so happy? Why are you so blessed? And they can say, because Jesus Christ is my Lord. Bless them indeed, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. How many people receive by faith? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We hope this message has brought you joy and peace this Christmas season. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. And Merry Christmas.
Christ the King.